This is Joe Burns. And Beth West. Hey, thank you for listening to the Rock School Radio Podcast. We think you'll learn something. Now remember, if you want to hear the show with all the music in place, go to kslu.org and stream the show live Thursdays at 5 and Sundays at 4. It's a new show every week. Now enjoy this week's Rock School Radio Show. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Time for School, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Hello, Cleveland. We're in Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> and Beth West. Dan and I are just like, what? And they're what saying, class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show on your radio. Uh, my name is Joe Burns, broadcasting live from the campus of Southeastern Louisiana University. Uh, in the studio, it's Beth West. Hi, you, Beth. Hey, How are you? Joe. What's and, up? Uh, I'm fine, but once again, we have in the studio the two people that, uh, whether you like it or not, show up, and uh, because they're bigger than us, we can't make them leave. <laughs> uh, to my immediate right is... Bill Robinson. That's right. And to my immediate left... Dan McCarthy. That's right. And uh, they're here because when they come, something special is going on, and the special going on is once again the thing that's driving Beth West crazy. Yes, crazy in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. It's the American crazy. music get together at the library. Uh, what is you're the the host of it, Bill? You're the what? I, I've been redesignated as the chief enthusiast. Yes, oh. <laughs> technically <laughs> he's the project scholar. Like the, so. for short, CE. <laughs> yes, Beth. Beth introduced me as chief enthusiast last week, and I like that. I it's, like it too. I it's going it on my really vita. <laughs> it's beautiful. I may get a t-shirt. Tell us, <laughs> satin jackets. We eat every Wednesday, bring a covered dish. Um, tell us about American Music, Beth. America's Music is a grant funded by the Tribeca Film Institute, the National Endowment for the Humanities, the American Library Association. Its full title, or most of the full title, is America's Music, a film history of our popular music, and libraries across the nation are doing this program. Not all of them, but probably one near you so anybody who's listening wherever they might be you might want to check out your libraries and see if they're running the America's Music Program because what we're doing is six weeks of nine different genres of music where we look at a bunch of different uh, documentaries award-winning documentaries and the libraries get these big giant series of awesome documentaries that most people have heard of some that you haven't heard of things like ken burns jazz right mm-hmm. and martin scorsese uh, presents the blues mm-hmm. and then some other little known ones like one on that we just showed last week on our swing jazz that was called the international sweethearts of rhythm about an all-girl swing jazz band which Excellent. is amazing but nobody's really heard of it before but it, that's the reason you get the grants right exactly if if it's something that you know i've never seen this before well that's the purpose of the grant that's yeah. why the money is given so it can be made available to people yeah it's a really right. great program so right. bill and i are working on that together fantastic Today we are talking about, and you pitched it, you tipped the right. idea, we're talking about the documentaries that deal with music, i.e., give the name... Rockumentaries. Rockumentaries. There you go. And hmm. the list, once again, goes on and on and on. And if you're into rockumentaries at all, you know that they... Sp- 
spread the gamut of very, very bad. You know I'm doing something uh, for your lecture series on uh, Charles Manson very soon. And I got one on the Beach Boys and Charles Manson, and it was hideous. <laughs> Absolutely hideous. But then they go all the way to phenomenal pieces. And since I wasn't in the room when you guys decided what would be the first one we talk about, Go ahead. Who? What are we talking about? What will be the first rockumentary we're discussing? I think we start with the bands, the the last waltz, because it sort of right, sets the so standard too. for for everything. Uh, Martin Scorsese uh, directed that as well. Uh, the band uh, put on what was purportedly its last performance, although they played a few times after that. Sure. Uh, and they had just an absolutely stellar group of guests, including Neil Young, Eric Clapton, Muddy Waters. Um, Emmylou Harris, uh, Joni Mitchell, the, the list just goes on and on. Neil Diamond, uh, mm -hmm. it's a phenomenal show. Do you think he, Martin Scorsese, ever captured again? He tried to do what? Shine a light with the stones. Did he ever capture that again, the last waltz? I mean, the, the power and the, the feel of it? I think some of the stuff in Martin Scorsese Presents the Blues comes yeah. close, but but no. Because I remember watching it for the first time, and it's one of those, you, you can't capture a live performance on a DVD, on a, obviously you can see it, but it's not the same as having the music hit you in the chest. Right. But that's close. Yeah. It really Probably is. after that, everybody who's like, oh, Martin Scorsese is going to do our own last waltz, they're all probably trying too hard to make it like that. Yeah, it, was, it was lightning in a bottle. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. And it just couldn't be done. What are we playing? Uh, up on Cripple Creek, Excellent. the opening track. Yeah. Sounds like this. Coming out of the band's last waltz up on Cripple Creek as we talk about rockumentaries uh, pitching the America's music that's going on at the library from Beth West. Uh, once again, uh, we're talking rockumentaries, and here's one we're not going to play that I want to pitch. It's called Searching for Robert Johnson, and it's tough to find a piece of music on it other than just simply playing a Robert Johnson song. And if you're going to play rockumentaries, as we just did, you play the music that's in the rockumentary. And it's it's John Hammond. Is John Hammond the name of the son? John Hammond Jr., it? yes. Yeah, John Hammond Jr. He plays songs by Robert Johnson in it with his, you know, uh, national guitar. And, it, it, it you know, it kind of falls flat to what Robert Johnson is. But the, the documentary itself where he searches and shows all the places Robert Johnson has been. I can't believe I've never seen that. Oh, it's great. I, I can lend it to you. It's I would wonderful. love to see that because it's just, there's such a mysterious kind of aura around Robert Johnson, and not just because of like the whole whatever crossroads, blah, blah, blah. But that's but, the you know, pitch. That's yeah, what's wonderful about it. There's literally two photos of him that exist. <laughs> that supposedly known photos, three. Supposedly but three. Somewhat but, debunked. But right. What's wonderful is Hammond got the documentary together Right as the people who were around when Johnson was alive were, were almost ready to, you know, depart this earth. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. And in the song where he goes, ooh, Ellie Mae, he mm -hmm. gets her. There oh. she is. I mean, she's on the screen. Um, it's it's just a, a, a phenomenal piece of work. How folks, we put it together. The folks is. that came to our first uh, night got to see Johnny Shines and Son House, oh. both of whom knew Robert Johnson. Wow. Yes. That's, um, that's amazing. And the thing is, they actually speak well of him because, you know, they are musicians in their own right. And after a while, you have to think to yourself, you know, I'm a musician, too. 
stop talking to me about this guy. What right. about me? But it's it's very, very well done. All right, let's go to the plasma physicist. Yeah, what I are can't we doing? from a more natural segue from Robert Johnson <laughs> into talking heads. Uh, this is not my suit. Yeah, right, exactly. For me. Which was, yeah, the next uh, movie we're going to talk about is Stop Making Sense by uh, Talking Heads. And this was also directed by a superstar, famous Hollywood director, Rock, uh, what's his name? Jonathan Demme. Yes. No, Silence of the Lambs is probably his best known one but he's done other films. If you haven't seen this, see it. It's unlike anything else. It's uh, not just a concert, it's art. Um, it it's just uh, starts from basically him playing an acoustic guitar on a bare stage with a boombox and then builds slowly into this just visual, sonic um, experience unlike anything right. else. And I think anybody who hasn't seen it has seen the images of David Byrne in the giant suit. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that, that's that's one of it. But every song is its own little vignette. So yeah. he, you know, he dances with lamps, and it makes sense when it happens. Right. The backing band is just phenomenal, unbelievable. The cinematography, it's just one of the most amazing movies ever seen. I would argue the best rock and roll movie ever. But I've never it's, seen anything like Oh, it. I, it's close. Yeah. And it's it's one of those where if you don't know the band, you have to give it some time. If you're not familiar with the band, you might look at it and go, "What is this?" Sit still. Yeah. Give yeah. it some time. It will wash over you. They're you a band. They're it. one of the most seminal American bands, and this is right. them at their absolute peak. They're at their creative musical yeah. peak, and David Byrne even admitted it. He said, after that, we had to back off. I mean, he couldn't. Yeah, where do you go yeah. from there? Right. It was wonderful. What are we playing? Well, the one, we're playing a cut from that thing, and this is uh, Once in a Lifetime, and oh. this is a specific, this version is, you just got to hear it and see it. It's better than the uh, studio one, so enjoy it, please. You're right. It is. It's better it than is. the studio. It is better. I it is better. I agree. And I watch agree. it. It is. It's fantastic. <laughs> Sounds like this on Rockstar. to the first break and although we're talking about rockumentaries we we have to talk about this one just to throw it in there a mockumentary right we have to (laughs) and i'll tell you why we have to do it It, it's spinal tap or this is spinal tap which is the the actual name of the the movie it it's so spot on that even musicians themselves are are taken aback by well, it. If you look at any best of list on the internet, everyone contains this is right. Spinal Tap because they're correct. Alice yeah. Cooper, <laughs> Alice Cooper goes on and on about the pods not opening, <laughs> getting lost under the stage. It's happened to every single rock star. Yeah. Some, somebody had a, a heavy metal special on a it, while back, and all the musicians were saying, yep, we've had those moments. Yeah. Every single right. one of them. I'm, I'm trying to, the, the, the lead singer of uh, Judas Priest, Rob Halford, he said, yeah. I can't tell you how many times it has happened in my career. Hello, Cleveland. We're in Detroit. Detroit. Oh, <laughs> Why did that have to happen? I mean, the director, uh, Christopher Guest, who's always, you know, also in the movie, but um, he has made the best mockumentaries. I mean, I guess he invented the genre. Close. What they sort of do is when they make it, they say, oh, this is the spinal tap of this. You know, like right. CB9 is yeah. the spinal tap of rap. And, you know, the best in show is the spinal tap of dogs. And, you know, right, yeah. it's, become, it's that it's And I've, I've watched all of the, the following. A Mighty Wind, where they make fun of uh, Nothing folk is going to be as good. It's never measured up. They're great. They're, oh, but they're best funny, in show is one of the funniest movies ever. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. It's not... 
uh, spot on in the way that a uh, mockumentary was really more real. Yeah. Than some real documentaries. Spinal, Spinal Tap is so good that you can watch the outtakes, and it's almost and like seeing another movie. <laughs> Look, my favorite line in the whole thing is at the end, and it's so cleverly done, where the uh, the the Derek Smalls makes the statement that he wants to do an acoustic. He wants to do his song in acoustic sets with the London Symphony Orchestra. I mean, doesn't every rock star want to do that? Give me a break. So, hey, tonight I'm going to rock you. It's Spinal Tap. Turn it up to eleven. <laughs> First break here on Rock School. Now, let's just talk about some rockumentaries that we think are great that blatantly we're not going to be able to play. I'll start uh, Rolling Stones. Two of them. You need to see Gimme Shelter because it talks about the Altamont Free Motor Speedway concert. First of all, when you look at the cover of Gimme Shelter, it, it shows just Mick Jagger's face and his eyes wide open. Where does that picture come from? Well, at the end of the concert, a, a shot is taken by a guy in the uh, in the audience. They think it's a shot. Maybe he gets off a shot. And at the end of the documentary, you see Mick Jagger watching the footage of this. And if the shot gets taken, he's shooting at Jagger. And if he's shooting at Jagger, he misses him by, you know, a piece of paper. And when Jagger gets up from watching the documentary, you know, the film of the bullet coming at him, his eyes are like saucers. And he looks dead into the camera thinking, I just skipped death, you know, by a heartbeat. That's where that shot comes from. And it's, it is such not, a I had no idea. I'm just like, just. I'm bugging over here. I know. It's a great, great documentary. Dan and I are just like, what? And there's a, right. And there's also another one. It's brand new. It showed on HBO. I think you can now get it on Netflix. If not, search your HBO. It's called Crossfire Hurricane. It's fantastic. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's about the early days of the Stones. Yeah. And you will dig it. You will dig it. What do you got there? Well, you also need to watch the Beatles Anthology. If you need to see the Stones, you need to see the Beatles, yes. and the Beatles Anthology is the best thing ever done because they did it themselves. Right. That's true. Uh, That's very and, true. You know, it, everything <laughs> else done about them pales in comparison. Um, the, the interviews with uh, what at the time were the three surviving Beatles are absolutely wonderful. Uh, the early footage is great. There's nothing not to like about it. Right. George um, Harrison trying to find the book. That explains why all you need is love is correct. Yes, is wonderful. Is <laughs> wonderful. Dan, what do you got? Uh, Wilco. Um, this is a movie called "I'm Trying to Break Your Heart." It documents making of what is arguably their best album, which is Yankee Foxtrot Hotel. A very aching morning album, and just a. But they also talk about just the the politics of being in a band and their record yeah, label and their the dissatisfaction. Process. It's kind of funny because on the most recent album, they have a uh, Nick Lowe song called, they cover called I Love My Label. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the reason is they now own their own label. <laughs> yeah, they they own are that. their own label. <laughs> That's right. So it's a great song. And uh, this is the kind of thing. It'll turn you on to an amazing band that is just It uh, really will. Uh, and it yeah. is, I mean, it's a little bit depressing. Yeah. Because well, it's all in black and white. And it's very much, it's very tedious. It's very much about the process yeah. of making music. But it's fascinating. But you yeah. need to know that process. You do. Absolutely. You, you, you do. You do not 
get a sense of that at all. Um, I am going to talk about It Might Get Loud, which came out a couple of years ago, and it individually profiles Jimmy Page, The Edge, and Jack White, but then at times... It gets them all together in a room, and they talk to each other about playing the guitar and kind of jam together, and it's awesome. It right. is just so good. It is. Cashmere is just amazing. Right. When, and uh, I'll tell you, if you like Jimmy Page, yeah, it's Jimmy yeah. Page. Yeah. And if you like The Edge, yeah, it's The Edge. Jack White steals that He really does. He At really that does. point, that's the point where I decided, okay, Jack White is our icon. He's a right. talent, yeah. He is... He, he is the person who we will remember for a thousand years. I agree. This, I agree. Okay, back in a minute. We're going to do some more uh, rockumentaries for you. Back in a minute. I'm Rock School. All right, coming out of the break, we have not handed it off to co-host Beth West. I know, I threw a fit during you the did. break. A you did. Little. It was, uh, it was awful. A little tantrum. You made her get up early this morning. <laughs> Bill is still under the table. And she got wet. Took the microphone with that him. rained on. It's early and haven't even had to talk yet. I, I'm with you. Now, this is about the documentary that won the Oscar. It's on my Netflix list. I'm yeah. too cheap to go buy things like this, but... It, I'm looking forward to seeing this. Tell us all about it, Beth. Yeah, this one, the documentary, uh, the Oscar for Best Documentary this year, and it happens to be a rockumentary. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's called Searching for Sugar Man, and it's about this American musician named Sixto Rodriguez, who a lot of people are just like, who the heck is that? But these two guys from South Africa decided to go searching for him because he kind of disappeared. And apparently his music is really big in South Africa. And so the uh, documentary is all about how they find him and rediscover his music. And I haven't seen the documentary yet. You're right. It's on my queue. But I listened to the music and it's amazing. Right. Mm. He's very, very good. He's so good. So I'd really like to play um, his song here. So what do we got? We got Sugar Man. Right. Now, let's see if we can't uh, get a lot of people to put this on their cues as yeah, well, which is only going to stop you and me and from getting it early. I know, right? right? Yeah, but at thanks. least maybe then they'll like, go buy this guy's album or the soundtrack, and maybe you'll get a little bit of money from it. Yeah. Be Searching for Sugar Man uh, right here in Roxbury. Sugar Man, won't you hurry? Because I'm tired of these scenes. For a blue coin, won't you bring back all those colors till I found it? It had turned to dead black coal. All right, we're at the bottom of the hour. Let's continue on with rockumentaries. I think I'm going to move to the plasma physicist now that Beth has gotten that out of her system and feels a little bit better. Think of a diva. <laughs> I, I, the thing is, you get the three of us in the room, Dan, Bill, me, and Zappa simply must come forth yes, at some point yeah. in time. <laughs> Tell us what comes out at night. What comes out at night? Late Baby at night. snakes. Baby snakes has Baby. to come out, sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, Frank has a lot of video things, but this is his uh, band in the late 70s. Uh, crazy good band. Adrian Ballou in there, um, Patrick O'Hearn, Terry Bozzi on drums. Uh, and actually a great uh, cameo from... Uh, What's the guy from uh, Little Feet? Uh, Roy Estrada. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is, but the um, well, Little Feet came from Zappa. Yeah, they yeah. did. It Roy, did. Lowell George, George too. Right. Yeah. 
So it's uh, the movie itself is about I'd say sixty percent live performances, which are brilliant, and also behind the scenes little vignettes and some really crazy animation, claymation. Yeah, from this guy Bruce Bickford, who that alone is worth the price of the ticket. A little well, disturbing, but Baby Snakes itself, the song Baby Snakes, is a claymation. If you go on YouTube, you can find it. Just simply search the you know, the Baby Snakes song. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy things going on in it. Um, the uh, it has it really captures the spirit of what a Zappa concert was like. Then, Bill, didn't you see him back in that tour? I did. I, I, I saw Yay. this very band uh, at LSU of all places. Wow. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It was a great show. Yeah, this great is show. a Halloween. My, show my first introduction to Adrian Ballou, uh and I can recall my brother and I were both. Who is this guy? Because yeah, he was just just phenomenal. One uh, thing but the I whole kn- band was. Yeah, one thing I noticed about that is Frank always had Adrian's guitar lower than his. Frank liked his guitar louder. <laughs> Later on, with right. Steve Vai, he yeah. was louder than same, Steve Same Vi. deal. Same yeah, deal. So. It's a great story about when Baloo tried out for the band. He screwed up the first audition and went back and said, I, I think you've made a mistake, Mr. Zappa. And played again. Yeah. Yeah, and got the job. Wow. So... Tell us what we're playing from Baby Snakes. We're going to play a, uh, a pl- the song is called The Black Page Number 2. The reason it's called The Black Page is because there's so many notes on it, it looks <laughs> like it's black. The right. drum, yeah, sure it was originally, originally written as a drum solo for Terry Bozio. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he liked it. He said, okay, I had some music to it. This is The Black Page Number 2, which is that with some music. And I think it is also a dance song. Cool. Yeah. Good luck. Well, this is what Frank would do in the middle of his shows: is have audience participation. So we invited various people from the audience up to dance to the Black Page Number Two, and and which, or sure. the Bebop Tango. Oh yeah, sure. Or they did perform the Foxtrot. Black Page Number Two on Rock School. No hell no, my nose is big enough already. All right, this is chaos. Stop that. Stop. Stop. All right, it is now time to get into the meat of our performance, and that is. The- All right, second break here on Rock School. And once again, since we're not playing a song, we're just going to talk about some more rockumentaries that we think you should look at. You should either have in your collection or at least get your eyeballs on. Beth, what do you think you should uh, look at? I think that people should watch The Devil and Daniel Johnson, which oh. came out in 2005. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. It's about Daniel Johnson, who is a singer, songwriter, and uh, was kind of most well known as being the person that Kurt Cobain said was the greatest songwriter he'd ever oh. heard. Of. It's really less about rock and roll and more about mental illness right. because he is a great singer songwriter, but he is also um, suffers from bipolar and disorder and schizophrenia, and uh, it's kind of manifested itself in what people have called this demonic self obsession, and it's a very fascinating film. Right? There's a point in the film you think it's going here, it turns left. Yeah, it goes way over yeah. there. Really does. Bill, what are we going to look at? Um, I would recommend people watch uh, We Jam Econo about the Minutemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like the Minutemen, of course, you will love this. Uh, they got that name because all their songs were a minute <laughs> or less. <laughs> um, but but bes- besides the fact uh, that it's, it's a documentary about a really interesting and good band that features some live performance by them, the guys on this are just great storytellers. Mike Watt especially, uh, when he's talking, for example, about uh, – meeting D Boone when he jumped out of a tree 
uh, onto him and insisted that they play army together. Uh, you know, there's just all <laughs> kinds of stories yeah, like yeah. that in it. Yeah. It's just wonderful. You can't make that up. It's wonderful. Let me throw two quick ones at you. Uh, this is one most people have probably seen, but if you haven't, you need to see it. Led Zeppelin's The Song Remains the Same. Oh. It's yes. a concert film back when the band was, as has been said about them, mad, bad, and dangerous to know. <laughs> it, it's them, again, at the height. It's, yeah. it's Paige with his bow. You know, it's, it's them in concert with Bonzo doing what no drummer could even attempt mm-hmm. to do at that time. And it, you simply have to sit down and watch it. You know, get yourself a six pack of your favorite and be amazed at what a band did in the 70s. Rock bands are great today, but uh, do you have the Blu ray of it? It's unbelievable. It really is. And the other one I think you need to see because it will make you cry if you like music at all. It's Anvil. The story of Anvil. Oh, I know. This, oh, man. It, I am not a fan you, of heavy it? metal at all, really. I mean, <laughs> I can appreciate, but oh, my gosh, my heart just broke. It's it a, is Right. It's about a band that was on the cusp of being Metallica, being Van yes. Halen, being this human in the 80s. They were going to be the next best thing. And for some reason, which I never even got from the documentary. No, me neither. Fell off the radar, and they won't give it up. They keep trying to make it. It's oh, harrowing. Man. It's beautiful in a way, though. Oh. They just won't give up. But it's oh, it's it's heartbreaking. But they, it's it's also wa- they really go on wonderful. a tour of Germany and they play this bar where nobody comes to see them. And then the guy stiffs them of the money and their oh. manager who doesn't know what they're doing doesn't buy the train tickets to get them to the next place. And these grown men are crying in a train station. You just want to die for these guys. I know. Oh, so, it's amazing though. Oh, so it's sad. so good. It is. What do you got there? This next one is one It uh, kind of reminds me of Song of Man's the same that it's best viewed at a midnight showing on Saturday night, which I used to, that was a big thing when I was growing up, you go see rock things. And it's uh, The Who, The Kids Are All Right. Um, it is. It's great. And it's just, it's a documentary. It What it really shows you is how brilliant they are. I mean, people are sort of like, oh, The Who, they're the loudest band, they smash their instruments, but really brilliant musicians. Keith Moon is just, he's in the John Bonham category as one of the right. greatest drummers. And it, it documents them from when they first started out, and they were always annoying people like the Smothers Brothers and blowing up things on stage. Right. But it gets up into the late 70s when, you know, Pete Townsend is, you know, one of the greatest... Um, composers in rock and roll out there and that comes in there and their live shows just got better and better so see that you'll love it and you can see right when the drugs kick in on moon yeah (laughs) yeah there's a point yeah you can see it It, it's just sadly so yeah back in a minute on rock school All right, coming out of the break, if uh, you have ever picked up a guitar or even been in a guitar shop, this person is on your pedestal. Who are we talking about, Bill? Jeff Beck, who is a guitar mu- uh, magician, oh, yes. uh, among other things. Makes it do things it just shouldn't do. Uh, the the video, uh, the documentary is Jeff Beck Rock and Roll Party Honoring Les Paul. Beautiful. And if you're wondering what could be better than Jeff Beck playing Les Paul songs, well, he also brings along Amel DeMay and her band. She's an incredible singer. Uh, her band are awesome musicians. Oh, so tight. 
and uh, their renditions of Les Paul songs and also of a number of other songs from the 50s are just fabulous. Uh, the one that we're going to play today is Remember Walking in the Sand. You've mm-hmm. probably heard Aerosmith's version of it. Which is awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, it is. It is. Yeah. This one is not. Does, does Brian Setzer play on that version? No, he plays no? on uh, 20 Flight Rock. Ah, okay. And isn't there a good New Orleans connection in there, too? Absolutely. They have Trombone Shorty on the right. show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have Gary U.S. Bonds, both of whom just happened <laughs> to be playing nearby, and Jeff Beck went back, went down and said, you got to come play with us. Yeah. That's and they great. Did. I and love Jeff that. Jeff asks, you walk. A, a gig is a gig is a gig. Yeah. You betcha. This is Jeff Beck on Rockstar. All right, last break here on Rock School, and blatantly, we didn't get anywhere near the full list oh, man, not of even close. documentaries that we have. So what we're going to do for the last break is simply go around the table. Everybody say one more that you simply have to see. We'll start over here. Give your name at the beginning. This will be our goodbye. Go right ahead. Bill Robinson, be yes. sure you seek the complete Monterey Pop Festival, not the cut-down version, the whole thing, and don't miss Jimi Hendrix doing Killing mm. Floor. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. My turn. Led Zeppelin. I know I did Led Zeppelin before. I get it. But this is Led <laughs> Zeppelin's Celebration Day. It came out. I was given this as a gift. When did it come out? Was it just last year? Right before Christmas. Right before Christmas. Celebration Day. This is the concert that they did for Ahmet Ertegen, who signed them, if I'm not mistaken, to A&M. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... It is the band back together with Jason Bonham, which is Bonzo's son, playing some of the classics of Led Zeppelin. And it's to the point now where my iPod is starting to put up a, a warning stating, if you play these songs anymore, you're going to wear out the drive. <laughs> so Led Zeppelin, Celebration Day. All right, I'm going to say Young at Heart, which is not technically a rockumentary, but it's about a... New England Senior Citizen Center, and they do a uh, choral group, and they sing things from the Pointer Sisters, James Brown, The Clash, Sonic Youth, but oh my gosh, it is amazing. It's fun. It's fun, and there's a part at the end where this man who they think is going to be too ill to sing comes on and sits down and plays the Coldplay song, Fix You, which I hate. I really can't stand that song at all, but But, oh my gosh, when he sings it, it breaks Mm. my heart in really in the best way possible, so everybody needs to see. That. Send us out, Dan. Okay, the um, last one. Way before Bob Geldof did Live Aid, we had George Harrison doing the first massive benefit concert, and that was a concert for Bangladesh. It's a great documentary to show how you know how much power Harrison had. He brought in Bob Dylan, Eric Clapton, Billy Preston. Ringo showed up, and they just had an amazing thing. And of course, his friend Ravi Shankar, who mm-hmm. he introduced to uh, the Western world, uh, the great sitarist who just I think died a few months ago. Yeah, we lost him last year. It's a great concert, and we're going to finish with a song from that concert, the beautiful Here Comes the Sun. Lovely. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Pleasure. We're going to have you back soon. And uh, once again, go to the library on campus here at Southeastern because America's music is still being done by Beth. Class is dismissed. (laughs) 